0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 222, which is a very funny word to say in French. It's going live for our patrons today, November 1st, 2022. Everyone else, November 3rd. Steve, we just recorded, well, I did. You were off slacking and being there for your daughter's stuff uh an amazing interview with local halifax developer kyle sharp who just released a very spooky game boy and it's not gba i kept seeing gba it's gb these are two different consoles uh make yeah. kind of looking
1: game did you not know that
0: no i know they are but like in my brain gba g the, the, I, my brain stopped at the gb you know everything gbc gba all that was all the same thing mm, like i i okay. knew what they looked like in my head but <clears throat> all that to say Kyle put out this amazing uh, point and click horror game um, and we had an interview with him that's now in the feed one below this episode you're listening to and you should listen to it. It's good. And I'm really happy with that when he, he made the game, so it has to run on a Game Boy. And so all throughout development, he was like um, testing in the editor he was using to see if it would crash the Game Boy and adjusting accordingly. So it's, it's a, it's a very uh, forced constraint, but that leads to a lot of creativity project and he was also trying to capture what he said was like, uh, the funny sort of humor, like Adam's family and the monsters. Cause usually horror games are like spooky or first person mm-hmm. shooters, but he was like, what if it was like a funny horror, horror game, like Adam's family. And yeah, it a good interview.
1: Yeah. Adam's family.
0: Uh, if you want to help us keep doing more interviews like that and this show, patreon.com Canadian game devs. Uh, I am aware of the RSSE feed issue. Still working on that. Um, and uh, I also wanted to say, Victor brought up on his episode, he was on that. I put the credits for all the music used in every episode in the show notes because he was like, oh, I sometimes you some cool songs and I don't know what they are. Just uh, scroll down. They're all at the bottom with timestamps. So yeah, every song in here, if you're like, I liked that, I want to hear it again in the show notes. Steve, you and I, this Saturday, November 5th, 2020 2022, are having a 24-hour live stream to raise money. Four, children's foundation and iwk halifax uh twitch.tv slash king game devs uh we're gonna get guests on this year i'm very excited aaron's gonna come on and with him on my team it, it won't take 16 hours to win a game of apex maybe just like 15 or 14 <laughs> but <laughs> uh we're also devin wants to come on we're gonna play some bombing we got um dell and sebastian from gearbox they can't legally play any of the games they've worked on at gearbox with us so we're gonna play a little party game with them. Uh, Eros from the Discord. I reached out to Dave War. We're gonna get a lot of people on. See uh, if they want to play Canadian games with us and, and hang out and chat. All the money goes to charity. I'm stoked. Are you stoked?
1: I'm stoked. Excellent. It's going to be it's going to be interesting trying to work around with like so. Many other <laughs> stuff. so I'm not going to be because I probably won't. Be, I'm definitely not going to be able to do the full twenty hours, mm-hmm. twenty four hours. But after like nine, ten ish or whatever, when she goes to bed, then I'm. Yeah,
0: you'll be there after she goes to bed and a few hours after I go to bed on stream while the camera's on me. So, yeah, gotta clip
1: it this time. Gotta clip it.
0: We do well, uh, yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Very excited. I guess they'll just roll into the paperwork. We got two jobs on the site, Steve Studios, who want to pay you to make games for them. Of course, Sad Panda Studios, still looking for a Unity C programmer. They're based in Kelowna, but they're open to remote work. They're making some hot-looking visual novels with some anime girls over there. Full-time, permanent position, programming. Uh, check that out. New job, Garton Games Limited, is looking for a game developer with uh, familiarity with browser games as well as multiplayer. They work in C and uh, use a lot of 3D assets. So, if you have three-plus years C experience, experience with 3D and multiplayer games... Uh, or you think you could figure it out as you go and, and get the job done? I'm a, I'm a big proponent of not necessarily you know sticking strictly to the requirements. Like uh, a lot of experience is transferable, Steve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just apply. Just apply, man. And if and <clears throat> if you can do the job, good. All those slash jobs and in the show notes, Indie Cup Canada 2022. Steve and I submitted our shortlist on Friday. The nominees are revealed Thursday, November 3rd. This is when this is going live for our normies and the winners are coming later in November. I'm, I'm, I downloaded 96 demos. Did, Did I play you- all of them? I'm gonna be honest, no. <laughs> but I thoroughly <laughs> analyzed every Steam page that was uh, attached to a demo, uh, and of course, there's been a lot of favorites we've been covering on the site for a while. Uh, what do you, yeah, what did you make, Steve?
1: That's that's what I did too, because it was just like there is no way, that dude. I, I, I tried do this. <laughs> I I knew right away, so I did that. I just kind of Googled it. I looked at it, just kind of you know gave a quick thing. Like these are just the nominations and stuff, and you pick. I picked. Fifteen, I think, or fourteen, somewhere they around. They asked
0: that? for at least ten, no more than
1: twenty. So I did mm-hmm. I think eleven. But yeah, yeah, so I was in like, yeah. the 14, 15 range. Um and then I saw the list uh that made it through and you know, there's some good ones on there for sure. Some of the ones I didn't pick aren't on there, and that's fine. But yeah, yeah, no, me out. too.
0: It's okay. Not all of us have the same good taste, but you know <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's right. There's no uh, Fallout
1: seventy six, <laughs> so you know so. they kinda dropped the ball a little bit,
0: but uh, not yet. Although they've not done much with their Bethesda studio out near me. I wonder what they're working on. Maybe Fallout Shelter 2. Who knows? are they, like,
1: uh, mobile people?
0: Yeah, so that's why I was thinking Fallout <coughs> Shelter 2. Or pr- they're probably just supporting on other stuff at this point. Yeah. Yeah. IndieCup Canada 2022. Events, jobs, our, our Twitch stream. All in the show notes. And we'll shuffle some paperwork on that. Steve, should I uh, cut to a song? We'll come back with some news. We've got... Uh, um dragon age dreadwolf is it alpha whatever that means uh a new square enix ip being worked on in london ontario physical releases for always sometimes monster a new horror game from phantom compass and the embracer group has has given a, a sweet sweet embrace uh and we'll be we'll be back with that news Steve, this report comes uh, directly from the blog of BioWare, the site they claim is part of an initiative to, quote, be more transparent with fans. Uh, But I'll be reading from some reporting from Rock Paper Shotgun here, quote, uh, General Manager Gary McKay says that the fourth game in their fantasy RPG series has completed its alpha milestone. Uh, And this is a direct quote from BioWare. Uh, in, uh, or sorry, this moment is described as, quote, when a game comes together, we can experience the entirety of the game from the opening scenes of the first mission to the very end. Now, Bioware, you know, they're, they're safe to say they're on two strikes uh, after Anthem and Andromeda, maybe. Uh, EA is not the most benevolent publisher for games that don't, you know, ROI 800%. Uh, <laughs> so I think there's a lot of pressure on Dragon Age Force, which is now Dragon Age, Colin Dreadwolf, to uh, be another Inquisition Game of the Year winning sales franchise milestone setting project. But I don't see it happening uh another interesting thing i pulled out of this uh post from bioware is that the rpg entered its production phase in february of this year like what was that eight months ago Not seven months ago nine months ago this game entered production and is now at alpha so you mean to tell me like you got everything in the game produced from beginning to end in nine months like a pregnancy like Steve could have another kid or we could get <laughs> most of Dragon Age 4 done. I'm struggling to believe, Steve. Um, yeah,
1: we still haven't seen... I'm gameplay! So not, We've seen gameplay! So, <laughs> I was just looking... So I'm looking at their wiki. Mm. Uh, their major game. So Dragon Age Inquisition was released November of 2014. So we're coming mm-hmm. up to eight years since then. Uh, the Shadow Realm game I didn't even know existed canceled mm. Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't Bioware proper.
0: That one uh, they did in 19 months and then closed the studio. People forget they opened a studio in Montreal to make that game and like they were like, this is the, the expansion of Bioware into the future where we, we're going to alternate Mass Effect and Dragon Age like they do Skyrim and uh, or Elder Scrolls and Fallout and then no, it sucked and we shut the studio down and now all the cards are on Anthem. Oh no, now all the cards are on Dragon Age 4.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um... So I don't really count that. Anthem was February twenty nineteen, so we'll be going to the four year anniversary of that next mm-hmm. year. And this was announced in twenty eighteen and we still haven't seen a Goddamn Thing. So just whatever. And I feel like the Dragon Age um like name doesn't really like doesn't really mean anything right now. Like we got Dragon Age one, two, and three
0: mm-hmm.
1: within Dragon Age one was twenty nineteen or two thousand nine, sorry. Mm-hmm. So we had three games within like five years, mm-hmm. and then in eight years since we've gotten zero. So like, who cares about Dragon Age right now? Um, and
0: all the keys like Mark Dara, one of the series, yeah, <laughs> they all bailed. They all bailed. They all quit. Casey Hudson, everyone who was like part of the team that made or led or I would say like had the creative vision on the games that like the, the hardcore Dragon Age fans love. Aren't working on Dragon Age anymore, and that's not to say that it can't be good. And maybe a fresh perspective on a a series is obviously a a good thing, like we saw with you know Cory Barlog and God of War 2018. I don't think this will be a situation like that because they got five years and a lot more time and money to work on that game, but. I wanted to uh, bring up too. I most recently finished your favorite Twitter person, Steve Jason Schreier's first book, Blood, Sweat, Pixels. He has a chapter on Inquisition, and it, it's there's a there's a moment corroborated by a lot of former Dragon Age Inquisition devs that hitting alpha was the first time a lot of people there were like, "Oh, this isn't coming together. Like, it's <laughs> it's a mess. Like, we gotta start cutting. We got." And then that moment was like really crystallizing for a lot of people. I don't get any of that from reading this Bioware post, of course, cause they're like, Oh, this is great to see everything come together and everyone's hard work pay off and all the PR stuff that would make it to the EA dot Bioware dot blog. But, uh, that's what I first jumped to. And they said, hit alpha and a milestone for them. Like the last time that happened on a dragon age based on a lot of first person accounts. Wasn't fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, acquisition was, was great though. I think it just matters. They've hit alpha now. And then like, I think it just matters on when their <clears throat> release date is. Cause maybe when they hit alpha with inquisition, they knew they're releasing and whatever to, a year later or something. They're just like, Oh, we're, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just depends cause they haven't even like said a release date for this. I, I think
0: they still, um, last I heard EA wanted it out their 2022, 2023 fiscal year, which I think ends April, 2023 right. or, or March. I think it's yeah. March, 2023, so I, that might still be in the air. I don't know. I doubt it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just,
1: I just want to see this game. I'm Just tired mm-hmm. of just concept hearing art and it. all this shit. Like, well, I don't care about your alpha, bro. Like, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just show me something. Like, I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. Whatever. Eh, I whatever. mean, when it comes out, I'll play it. Like, I'll probably get it unless it mm-hmm. just looks like complete ass. Because I like the series and I like RPGs and I like Bioware. But mm-hmm. I'm just tired of hearing and watching concept art and they're like what they're planning for this like are we going to have to deal with the same thing for Mass Effect when that comes out or like oh, when, yeah. when, when Dread when Dreadwolf is out and then it's now like onto Mass Effect and it's just like here is a new planet that we're going to explore in Mass Effect can't wait for the players to step foot in this stupid fucking land that we made blah <laughs> blah blah
0: so <laughs> well Steve this is the first Bioware project with unionized labor working on it in the form of the Keywords QA team who's working with the Edmonton studio so Maybe uh, it'll take a little bit longer because their QA team will get to sleep or see their children a bit more often. So who knows? Kind of overrated to be perverse. <laughs> uh, the next news story today comes at us from the second most popular London, Ontario. You clocked this one on LinkedIn uh, Tactics Studios is a London-based studio. A level designer there, <clears throat> by the name of Aaron McDermott, posted great opportunity for a level designer to work on a new Square Enix IP. The job's listed in London, but you can work remote. Uh, this is the first I think any of us have heard about Tactics working on a new Square Enix IP. First, uh, I
1: certainly heard about. It, so, I what don't know. is it?
0: Do we have any idea of what this Square Enix IP could be? Because <clears throat>
1: I don't think so. What I think is it's sort of like an outrider situation where it's like it's going to be under Square Enix brand, but it's just like they're just the publisher and mm. Tactics Studios. But yeah, we don't really know. But that's like that's got to be some serious money, serious capital, and they're hiring for it. So it's got to be pretty big. Like Square Enix doesn't really have like indie size games that they publish. So mm-hmm. you got to think it's going to be pretty decent. Um, How big is Tactic Studios then?
0: Here are they have on LinkedIn, they say 23 employees on LinkedIn. That's not many. Yeah. So, that's not many.
1: Hmm. Oh, they
0: did that Claire DeLune game that we wish listed a bunch. Oh, I remember these guys.
1: Yeah. Okay I've, okay. I've definitely seen their name come up basically the whole time on the site. So, like, they've been around for a while, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything of the size of, like, a Square Enix published game. So it'll be interesting, interesting. What, what that means.
0: And a bunch of Square Enix IP just got sold off, right? Because they sold some to the Embracer group and some studios and then kept some?
1: Yeah. I believe that the, the summary of it is, like, they basically sold a lot of their, like, North American stuff, but kept, like, a few little things here and there, mm. which we'll talk about in a second
0: which we will so yeah new ip for a square enix project being worked on in london ontario it's a small world all right steve of course uh our friends at phantom compass hot off the heels oh man which one was the most recent one i always mess this up it was traversal was their most recent one that little like yes um, gravity based one, but famous for, I think rollers of the realm have announced and teased, I should say a new project. It's all we know about it at this point is it's a Lovecraftian rogue light, I T E. Uh, and there is a a little teaser that has a hint in it that will give you a code to a different little teaser, which uh, is a fun little ARG thing they're doing. If you pause at a certain point, you can get like uh, a couple letters that unlock like a different passworded video. Oh, which, which is which is that. Yeah, let's give a bit a bit more of the picture. Check our inbox for that one. Uh, this uh, this project will be given more information in the future, and they ask you to sign up for the newsletter. Um, but I've generally been you know on board <clears throat> with Phantom's game design. They they seem to focus on the the mechanic and building out something around that, which I I always appreciate. Uh, what do you think Did of you... this little horror teaser, Steve?
1: It looks pretty sweet. Certainly a good style, and you know not much else to go on, but it is cool. You should also wish list uh, Rollers of the Realm Two. two. I forget. Hype. Is it just Rollers of the Realm Two? I forget if they put a thingy on it. They probably did clone um, something. Yeah, it's. It looked pretty cool, um, and I'm excited to see more. We just don't have a lot to go off of. Is Rogue Light the RPG one, or is that the non?
0: That's the one where some stuff carries
1: over. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah,
0: like is like pure rogue. Like only your skills improve as you restart runs. Right. And then yeah. light is like Hades. Like yeah, you get get through it. <laughs>
1: okay, perfect. Perfect. Good jo- good job on the early success with that fan compass. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. I'm
1: excited to see more.
0: Me too. Um Friends of the site, Vagabond Dog, Toronto, uh, Indie Powerhouse at this point, they've been making games for a while, uh, are releasing physical copies of their RPG, Always Sometimes Monsters, uh, through Limited Run Games, of course. Hashtag physical forever. So get your physical copy of that if you want to play some, some adult. Uh, uh, it's a little horror It's a
1: little
0: RPGE.
1: I always mix them up. Is this the first one or the second one?
0: This is the second one. The first one's sometimes always monsters, and then this one's always sometimes monsters. It gotcha. is confusing.
1: Thank you. But I think I have you... one of them on PS4. Heather played it, and she really liked it. We yeah, kind of, we played. We kind of played it together. Cause she and she dug it. But I, I like I, that. I don't remember which one it is, and then I don't remember if I have this other like which one I do have. But anyways, always physical, physical forever, man. But Switch physical forever.
0: <laughs> eh, no one's perfect Steve I'm sure they'll do a PS4 copy soon
1: no always sometimes monsters the first one.
0: Oh, did I mess it up oh I'm sorry guys I fake news to you
1: yeah sometimes always monsters oh that's is, the second one You're is right. the newer one yeah so I didn't play that one I played I played this one then the always sometimes monsters
0: and you can give it the Heather thumbs up
1: but yeah is there a sound for that
0: uh no and we're not doing that too many sounds <laughs> uh so, yeah, check that out. Last bit of news today is a bit of a sad one. Uh, as we mentioned before, <clears throat> earlier this year, the Embracer group embraced a bunch of Square Enix IP and studios. They then quickly sorry, rebranded. Sorry, I said Idos Montreal earlier, which I do a lot. Square Enix Montreal was rebranded to Anoma and then two months later shut down. Uh, 200 employees have been laid off. That's huge in the month or two before Christmas. This is ass. uh, And we should invade Sweden accordingly. (laughs) Uh, No, Uh, this sucks. And these are the studio, or these are the developers most famous for the, the Hitman and Laura Croft go series on mobile, which a bunch of people really liked as, as best as you can take like a licensed game and do something interesting with it. They seem to have done that. Um, they did a Deus Ex Go as well, um, and uh, they were also working on an Avatar The Last Airbender mobile MMO at the time of closure. Hmm. Apparently, they also had the rights to various Lord of the Rings games, which they were working on.
1: I think to wait.
0: Um... Mm. What are you waiting for, Steve?
1: Did these are these the people that also did Avengers like they helped Crystal Dynamics with Avengers? uh maybe or it wasn't that idos montreal hitman hey, go Lara craft go deus ex go tomb raider reloaded which was oh yeah i remember that one that was a fun one too okay yeah they mostly did mobile games okay never mind
0: yeah mostly mobile um, yeah i also mix them up with idos montreal who did guardians and most recently yeah that's wait what's that's, another marvel one they're doing uh
1: are they doing, they're doing the they? iron man one they're doing the iron man one are they no, I thought Iron Man was the was EA. Hold oh, on, we 60. can't we can't keep up. Hold on. Garden, no,
0: it's go. Motive. That's Motive Montreal. Oh
1: my God, you gotta stop putting the
0: name in your studio. <laughs> I, I I can't keep them all apart.
1: I don't. I doubt their the the Guardians of the Galaxy one. I doubt their next game is announced. Ida's Montreal. No, I don't. I don't think they just is. released it last. Oh, Kay. they're on. Oh, they're a system <laughs> developer of of Fable, according to. There are three uh, studios, being, Steve.
0: There's Mode of Montreal, there's Idos Montreal, and there's Square Enix Montreal. Square Enix Montreal is getting shut down. Mode of Montreal is making an Iron Man game. Idos Montreal just made Guardians, and I think that's I'm on the right page. All right, good. to All go. right, good to go. <laughs> so sorry uh, to everyone su- who just yes. got fired before Christmas. That sucks. That's if only had shit. some sort of centralized worker unit that could have negotiated uh, some way to. No, I'm not going to do that. That's mean. This sucks. And you just yeah, did it. <laughs> I did. Uh, all that to say. Um. Yeah, realize your p- potential work power at whatever you're still doing studio it. <laughs> you end up. I just, I don't know. I like people like this suck. Like, usually these podcasts like do this news story. It's like, that sucks. Best luck to everyone there. And I will take that one step further. Unionize your next place. This doesn't happen as often. And I know it's easier said than done, but, you know, this is the way. Sure. Does that mean? Should I cut all that out? No. No, no,
1: no. You don't have to cut it out. It's okay.
0: Fine. Pretty sure all everyone right.
1: knows that so you're. I'm partnered with the communists.
0: Yeah, and depending on your definition, of you not you, like the royal you, uh, probably not whatever you think that word means, but yeah. Uh, I, was really quote, I was
1: really just quoting Seinfeld, really.
0: And yeah, you did vote oh, for yeah, them. Oh so yeah, you... I did, and that'll never happen again. Fuck that party, the whole thing collapsed. <laughs> oh, so that's, we the can't get into that thing, here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. We do have a politics channel.
0: We do. Join there and ask me what happened to the Canadian Communist <laughs> Party, and I'll well, never support them again, and I'm actually done voting forever. But...
1: Are you uh, really? You're never going to vote ever again. Uh,
0: well, there's no. Well, what was the next election?
1: Was it? Was there a mayor? Was there like a mayor election stuff in over there? This, or was that just Ontario?
0: We had so we had our provincial election the same month as the last federal election. It was the second time that it ever happened in Nova Scotia history.
1: Oh, Okay, so cool. it's not. It's it's another like five years or whatever. Four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll either be dead or not there at all
0: Yeah, I'll either be (coughs) voting once again For Doug Ford or (laughs) No, I'm kidding (laughs) Uh, Or dead Uh, Those are the two states of my next voting Circumstances Let's cut to another song before this gets any further And then we'll come back and wishlist some games How's that sound? Steve, I originally wanted to get this out Monday, October 31st, spooky day. So I actually picked three horror games to wish list, but we can still do three horror games anyway. It's it's Halloween week, right?
1: Like, oh man, this this first one I bought actually.
0: Okay, so we can't even do a wish list for
1: it. No, we well I didn't buy it on Steam, of course. Oh, honestly.
0: perfect. And I wish listed yeah. it too. Also, Victor pointed out that wish lists are only know, yeah. in
1: the pre-release time and after that useless. I was, uh, that kind of makes sense because it was like, um, it, it remind me of like YouTube subscribers, like people, like if you're, if you have like, if you just buy like 10,000 subscribers, like it doesn't mean shit if they don't mm-hmm. watch your videos or they like and all so your you,
0: posts and stuff.
1: Yeah. And so YouTube like crashes your channel. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. However, I feel like the launch day is huge because you wishlist it. And then the number of wishlists on your launch day, they will like promote if you have a lot. Mm hmm. And then like yeah, and then when I don't buy it, then it just like crashes, whatever. So they're like
0: eh, poser. Yeah, must have been listening to that dumb podcast. I did buy this. Let
1: me let <laughs> you hold on, hold on.
0: The first the game, game in Wish List. This yeah, sorry. The no. chant by Brass Token in Vancouver, British Columbia. It's coming out. It's out the day our normies are listening to this, November third, twenty twenty two uh quote steve sent me this one as well no dave sent us this one dave of war yeah we yeah. got to get that man on the podcast he's secretly becoming like our, our most investigative member
1: i know <laughs> but, he's like he's a sniper sometimes he just like dms us like yo i was like are you just browsing <laughs> like, yeah he's, he's like
0: yo these guys are in vancouver i'm like huh this game looks all right yeah <clears> and so
1: <throat> i did buy this already but anyways
0: well and steam's just taking a while to get past this age gate quote a single player third person horror action adventure game steve like eyes roll back a little bit uh said <laughs> on a remote spiritual island retreat to survive you must craft fight and escape the psychedelic horrors set loose when a spiritual ritual goes wrong and awakens the dimension of cosmic terror i hate awakening the dimension of cosmic terror
1: this, oh man this has b movie vibes like all over the place, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And the, uh, the skin
0: you get for pre ordering is literally like a sundress, and it's called Jess's 70s skin, so it's like
1: they know what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, I he he tagged us this tagged us on this one. I mm-hmm. looked, watched the trailer, I was like, fuck yeah, like I definitely am driving for this. And I, I ordered it on Amazon, so it's coming whenever you got on PS5. Uh, yeah, interesting, and uh, it looks dope. The one. Like I think the thing I don't I usually like combat more, and I think there's not really a lot of it. It seems like it's melee um, or you just run. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I don't know about that because I tend to just kind of oh my god this one part of the video is is like getting punched in the face by the monster. Go to 240. Um, <laughs> it looks great actually. So I'm I'm excited to give it a shot because I've been I've been really like feeling a survival horror game. Oof. And uh, ooh, actually, if I get it before Extra Life, that, this will be a great game to play on. Because oh, I usually man. try to. Yeah,
0: p- <laughs> the monster just grabs you. I mean, it makes just sense. It. Teens versus the the dimension of cosmic terror. I would bet on the dimension of cosmic terror. You know.
1: Yeah, I usually try to. I usually try to have a horror game, um, in the early mornings of Extra Life. You know, I always, that's when I usually play like Resident Evil or something like that. Like and early then-
0: morning Sunday when we're all fading.
1: Yeah, like or, at four in the morning or whatever. Yes. And so, like one time I did Friday the Thirteenth, and I did Resident Evil and all that stuff. So I think I I re-download uh, Resident Evil Six to mm. like, because I I still have never in it. But if I get this first, I'm gonna I rather just do this one. But nice. I'm pretty excited for this. It looks pretty dope. It it has that B movie vibe. It looks like clunky and just silly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. It looks fucking dope.
0: No gifts in the Steam page, but that's okay. No, that's not true. What are you talking about? Is my Steam... Oh, it is. My Steam's just not loading. Oh, yeah, these are all right.
1: Yeah.
0: Fight or flight, mind, body, spirit. And then there's a bunch of them, like, yoga meditating. I like that. Yeah. Elevate your spirit to meditate (laughs) and access supernatural abilities. So that's what they're all doing when I walk past, and they're all just on the floor cross-legged. Hmm. I see you, meditators. Oh. All right, Steve, it's pre-ordered on your PS5, but is the chant from Vancouver-based Brass Token on your Steam wish list?
1: Yes, it is. Excellent. Oh, here's, Next this team. is another one that I've, <laughs> that I've pre-ordered,
0: too. All right. <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. Next one. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cop-out, but I want to highlight, of course, from EA Motive, not Square Enix or Eidos ea mode of montreal dead space remake january 27 2023 what's to say that hasn't already been said on this program they're going for the resident evil 2 remake feel but for dead space i don't need a better pitch quote the sci-fi survival horror classic returns completely rebuilt to offer an even more immersive experience including visual audio and gameplay improvements while staying faithful to the original game's thrilling vision that's interesting steve because the Game from the original team, Callisto Protocol, is coming out like this month, I think, or December. Even this week? Yeah, that's December. the thing.
1: Steve Steve's eating good right now because <laughs> we're gonna get the chance. Then next yep. month it's Calypso Protocol. Yep. In January it's Dead Space. And then Resident Evil Four Marsh's Resident Evil Four remake. And that just happens to also be the order in which I think the quality will be. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just super, super pumped. For they
0: literally thing. saved the best for last for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's, it's, it's like, Homer
0: getting force fed all the donuts in hell, but it's Steve, like with his. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Steve with his eyes open, like in, a, what was that Alfred Hitchcock movie? Oh, he's got the. I don't know. He's being forced to watch all the things, but it's like you playing horror games.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's just like you got. I got my indie, you know, clunky third person horror. The Chant, mm-hmm. play that. Get in the groove. The the you know the little guy, Calypso Protocol. The new kid and you're like, oh
0: yeah, Dead Space was good, and then Dead and then, Space remake.
1: <laughs> Dead Space remake from EA Motive. Like it's not. The original studio, but EA Motive certainly proved itself with some of the other games, mm-hmm. and Dead Spaces just has great foundations. And then Resident Evil 4 remake from the Resident Evil 4 people, just like yo, it's like mm-hmm. bliss. Oh, man. Resident Evil 2 remake is just amazing because it also just created this future for me. So I just it did.
0: They they really <laughs> they they Breath of the Wild did
1: it, you know? Cause yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. They, Cause they Silent like, Hill 2 remakes happening too. I'm not Alan Wake Silent remastered. Thing. 100% Yeah Oh, huh. like So many games I've said like Like Dead Space And um, Sound Hell 2 Remake And I think another game Oh Clipsal Protocol Have all just been like Yeah Resident Evil 2 Remake Was like a big uh, Inspiration Inspiration for this Just Good. like Yeah So I'm just like Fuck yeah Resident Evil 2 Remake Is one of my favorite games Of all time So Dead Space mm-hmm. Let's do it this page
0: does have gifts. They look nice. The very last one is marred by the likely rated M seventeen stupid thing they stuck in the corner.
1: Yeah, well, so do you know the sort of like I don't know if gimmicks are the right word, but do you know sort of the the like the gameplay mechanic that makes Dead Space sort of unique? So it's, it's, it's cut the, off their limbs. You have yeah. like if you were to just shoot the body of that enemy, a whole clip, they would not die. You actually have to like cut off the limbs. So like all the weapons are are like slicers like it's it's meant to like you know hit weak points like big big bulbs of redness or whatever or Mm. like chop off limbs and stuff like that so um it's pretty cool in that regard because yeah i mean survival horror needs to kind of throw in something that like puts you at a disadvantage and isn't just Um, an fps it, that exactly. So, Resident Evil two and and stuff like all those Resident Evil games it was like tank controls, limited ammo, stuff. limited ammo, and that's why Resident Evil five and six are kind of regard, like they're just <laughs> action adventure games type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Dead Space, you know, had this like, like this thing where it's like you gotta aim Dismember. carefully, but if you are spending your time aiming, then that's just like more open opportunities for other enemies to kind of fuck you up and stuff. So, mm-hmm. can't wait.
0: So I've never actually beaten Dead Space. I've played. I've dabbled. I think I played like an hour of it, and then I watched the Noah Cadwell Gervais like video essay on the series, and that was a really good summation. They're all on how Game bad Pass, it like, went. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. they're on EA Access, which is part of all Game Pass Ultimate. If
1: you right. have that, I think. Um, I think th- I never played three. Like it gets pretty kind of. Dude, three. <laughs> <laughs> story kind of gets pretty nuts by, by that, and I think like three people don't like it because it's like sloppy
0: and. No, so. it's like, yeah, the, the Noah caldwell gervais video essay on the series is really interesting because like he just played them all back to back to back. And then he was like, I had to, for the first time for this channel, like get someone else to play a game with me. So I got my friend to play this game with me. And he was like, yeah. And so it reaffirmed that, yes, both of us also realized this
1: is shit. Usually it's just me going, is this shit? But no, both of us were like, yeah, it's shit. Yeah, because I think Dead Space three came out during Steve's poor time, mm. um, so it kind of just probably came for the best went. then. 2013, yeah, it was uh, early yeah, February 2013. That was like the the nearing the end of Steve's poor time, mm. so I didn't really play, and it was co-op, and I was like, ah, whatever. And so uh, mm. I would play maybe one day, but anyways, this remake, sign me up
0: how insult like imagine you worked at visceral the studio that made this game you made one of the most iconic horror games ever uh got quickly milked and then shut down and then like was it 2013 then 10 years later ea's like huh i guess we're gonna do that again somewhere else and you're like come on guys like <laughs> yeah. like you you bought us made us do this and then j- fired us all and now you're just gonna do it again like yeah I don't within 2000 2000- weird
1: from 2008 to 2013, so five years, we got Dead Space, Dead Space Extraction, which was the Wii game, Dead mm. Space Ignition, which, oh, that was like a, a visual novel thing. Dead Space 2, and then an iOS game, and then Dead Space 3, and then they're just like, all right, we're done. Fans don't like this anymore. And then 10 years
0: it's, later. It's Andy uh, <clears throat> dropping the toy, but it's like EA's face over Andy. Like, <laughs> yeah, better, I don't want to play, play with you anymore. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, So you created this one on PS5, I'm assuming?
1: Uh, yes, obviously. Excellent. Well, but I did Wishlist on Steam.
0: Okay, good. I'll play the thing. Perfect. All right. And our last game today for Wishlist, this, is another horror hit, I'm assuming. Schwarzwald. Yeah, it looks spooky. By X Anima Games, also in Montreal. It's coming out March 2023. Uh, at first glance, it's like a first-person, you know, point-the-flashlight, Uh, pick up items, rotate them in front of you, horror game. Look at that third screen, or fourth screenshot, it's like the, the, uh, phone toy from, like, Toy Story 4, I, I really like. But, hunted like prey, solve tricky situations and collect items to get yourself to safety, but watch out, the demon isn't so easily beat, and your instincts will betray you. Um, Yeah. The character's name is Sam. You wake up inside the walls of a place you never quite, that never quite felt like home. You begin to notice really shifty uh, stuff in front of your eyes as you begin to realize you're not alone. And there's something in the dark that lurks in the shadows. It's a classic horror setup. And uh, yeah. it looks in the vein of like Amnesia Outlast. The sort of like first person. You can run away and avoid the danger but not directly confront it. Games? Yeah. What do you think?
1: Uh, it looks pretty sweet. I just need I need some like video or something. Like the mm. scene page is just screenshots, and so the screenshots look look tight. Let me let me um, check their Twitter.
0: Actually, they got a YouTube channel here. What is this? Uh,
1: but uh, I mean, it looks no. it looks cool. But yeah, I just need video, some motion stuff. But I, they got times. It they say March two thousand twenty three.
0: Oh, yeah, you got... So lots ooh, of ooh, uh, they're going to hit the same time as Resident Evil 4. So you get two veins of horror. You get the sniper rifle RPG horror, and you get the <laughs> rotate items and run away from demons horror, which are the two mainstream horror genres, as you know.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, is Schwarzwald <laughs> by XAnima Games in Montreal on your Steam wishlist. Yes, it is. Excellent. That's it for Wishlist List. And once again, as always... All you need to do to get us to wish list your game' literally just jump in our discord po- post about it tweet it at us. It's that easy folks. And guaranteed up to five wish lists probably <laughs> maybe more. No, I don't actually know how many people do this segment. It's just fun to keep the coverage up. you get t- you get two guaranteed for sure. two guaranteed for sure. Uh, I have a little Kickstarter corner update for you Steve. We got two ongoing Kickstarters I want to mention. Uh, first up, Mahu Senshi Cosplay Club is closing in on their $55,000 go. They're at $25,000. Uh, they've unfortunately only got till Thursday to do this. But, again, that last day is usually when there's a huge push. Everyone who gets the notify me on the last day email sent to them. They're hopeful We're cosplaying and magical girls meet and merge into an amazing turn-based RPG. We talked about this one on the episode of Victory. Oh, Victor. yeah, I
1: remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember.
0: There's a demo. On Steam for the game, uh, and uh, as Victor is quick to point out, uh, if you back them at the five dollar tier, you get their previous game, Chroma Squad, which saves you like ten dollars if you're just gonna buy that game. So, pro strat, you do the five dollars. That's a game. sneaky way. Mm-hmm. You don't get this new game; you get like the old game, and then a bunch of like a name in the credits and stuff. And then, yeah. yeah, if you like their old game, maybe get this one. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, it looks pretty sweet. It, the, the um, it looks a lot like what was that? um what was that like that action roguelike game that was boyfriend dungeon no that was about like tech startups and stuff like that oh 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 uh going under going under yeah it kind of reminds me of that huh yeah i can see it i can see it because the the logo and stuff is like pixelated but it's not really like a pixelated thing so yeah yeah that's kind of threw off threw me off for a bit. I do like yeah. how
0: you're you're wearing your cosplay all the places you'd imagine, like like a concert or like a, like a video game convention is one of the levels. It's yeah. pretty cute, uh, and they have a demo, so check that out if you want to play the demo before backing. And the last Kickstarter I want to plug is Sally, a cozy life sim about community and belonging from our friends at Lucid Tales, also in Montreal. They got 15 days left, and they're only 3K away from their 70000 Canadian dollar goal, over 1,000 backers. They got the little um, Kickstarter project we love stamp on it, uh, and I just saw the timeline blowing up, like, Ghibli Life Sim cooking game, question mark? So they seem to have hit their market, uh, so mm-hmm. congrats to them. Uh, full disclosure, I backed it at the $20 tier. I kind of want to check this out. And I just like their whole approach to game development as a team they uh <laughs> i asked ones if i could play test their games like we don't believe in labor and i was like what and you're like the word labor inside play uh, and they're like that's, they just f- that. that's free qa and i'm like i guess it is i mean i wouldn't mind but i understand like they're that strict about like everyone's time is worth this much i really like that so shout out to lucid tales and
1: the the pitch for the game seems to be resonating uh, what do you think of their kickstarter um. Yeah, I've heard that term before, and, and sometimes just like, but I just wanna, I just wanna play <laughs> <laughs> your game. Um, this is like really colorful and cute and mm. pretty cool. Um, hold up, I just saw something that was, looked a little sus. You're on a flying
0: ship with a bunch of kids, and uh, you're craft cooking, farming. Yeah, um, no, this Ghibli is cool. inspired I, World.
1: I gotta show this to Heather. Heather, she you too. You too. Yeah. Right. this for sure
0: links for all these kickstarters and the wishlisted games in the show notes we'll cut to one more song talk about what we've been playing i got the play date and i've been playing a lot of overwatch 1.12 uh, 1. uh <laughs> and steve's been playing that new marvel card game because he's a nerd um but statistically verifiably not a virgin so might be the only one playing <laughs> marvel snap with that conditions we'll be right back Talk to me about Marvel Snap. Uh,
1: okay, so I haven't, <clears throat> I've never really played a card game. Like, the only card games I really got into were, like, RPGs that had cards as the menu, basically. Like, Bing, mm. Bing Kratos is our RPG on GameCube. Fucking awesome RPG, by the way, with a cool mm-hmm. twist. Um, where, like, you are dealt cards, and those are, like, your attacks and stuff like that. And But really, it's just a JRPG. And mm-hmm. I've, I've dabbled in Slave the Spire and stuff like that and a few things. But this is, like, really the only kind of, like, Hearthstone type of card game i played. Literally former developer, former leads yeah, of Hearthstone quit yeah, and made a
0: studio. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. It's like it's So I don't know how to, like, describe it to, to anyone who's played card games before. But, like, I don't know if what I'm describing is just, like, normal stuff of the genre. But, like, there's three kind of... There's six rounds. There's like three kind of areas that you place your cards in. The cards are all like based off marble characters. And they kind of make sense too. Like you can destroy move cards and stuff like that. So like Colossus, you can't actually destroy. Hmm. And they all have their cost and power and stuff like that. And then like Hulk doesn't really have any special. He just does a lot of attack and mm-hmm. all these other things. And um, there's like strategy alone. And you build your deck and all this other kind of nerd shit. And... The locations kind of have their own perks. Some are good, some are bad, and it's very quick. Like the matches take a minute, minute and a half. Wow. Okay. Because um, it's just six rounds, and you really can only play like usually. Like you get it's one energy, two energy, three. Wait, energy per
0: wait. Round. So Marvel Snap, like the rounds are really quick, and like Thanos Snap, is that the two references? We're well,
1: making? the Snap is you can um, in the in a match you can Snap like this cube thing and it basically so when you rank up if you win like you um you basically rank up and you can go up and down in rank and if you snap it kind of doubles the like quote unquote rank xp i guess so it starts with 1 if no one snaps you either win or lose 1 to rank mm. and it's like ten every 10 you you rank up and then if you were to snap it goes up to two if your opponent snaps again it goes up to four and then if it goes like if the match actually continues the whole way because you can retreat at any time at the end it's like eight but you both have to snap at that point Mm -hmm. um i snap every single time (laughs) (laughs) um and so that's kind of where it's at and like yeah thanos is a character and all the stuff and i joined this subreddit and it's like all this meta stuff and and stuff and i'm just like uh what's the meta
0: steve what's the what's the what's the deck that
1: always wins well, the big thing that that they do is you you rank up your cards and there's no like it's not like you're not ranking them up in strength. like they just kind of get different borders and they like, become three d and stuff like that. Like it's just cosmetically on the cards. Mm-hmm. And as you rank up your cards, you get collection points and as you move up the collection tiers when you unlock new cards and stuff like that. And so I'm on like collection rank like two hundred ish at two twenty is when I guess the the next group of cards is sort of unlocked. So mm. like you get up to 200 and it's like a group of cards and then deck two is after that and then deck three is after that. And so once you enter into the realm of deck two, you now start playing people who are in that deck. Mm. And so people are saying like, oh, once you hit 220, you really, like, you will get smoked because there is sort of, like, a tier of cards. Like, those cards are kind of better than the ones Hmm. that you would have. So they recommend, you know, that you don't kind of rank up right away. You kind of save your credits to rank up and get a lot of cards at once. And I'm like, I can't even, I don't even want to pay attention to that stuff. So (laughs) I don't. Um... But I'm just playing it. It's just like a very quick, easy, fun game. I have no idea how long a Hearthstone match is, if it's like shorter or longer than that. But these are just very quick, easy things. It's not like complicated. You know how you look at a Yu-Gi-Oh card and it's just like a fucking essay you got to look at Mm -hmm. to see what it even does. I was elected
0: to to lead, not to read.
1: Yeah, like it's just it's very like approachable. And again, people are complaining that like that's going to mean that like people drop off because there's no end game, quote unquote, or whatever, or it's not going to be as complicated as some of these things are, and whatever. It's not my problem. Um, it's just like it's very like approachable and very easy. It's on the phone and it's dope and uh, yeah. And then I mean, the cards are cool and I like I appreciate that like the card bonuses kind of make sense to what the character is. I think it's just like neat. Um, the theming works for you. Yeah. And it's it's Marvel, which I dig. Like I was telling Heather, I was like, I've never really played Hearthstone because I don't give a fuck. Because you're Earthstone. not a nerd. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> even know what that is. But Marvel stuff, I dig. So like, if I can have if I can have you know Peter Parker as a as an icon and have a deck full of like Wolverine and Cyclops and all these characters that I dig, then I'm gonna give it a shot. And it's it's fun. It's cool. You haven't it's, you haven't dabbled? Like I don't know anyone else who's like played it or anything.
0: So. My my buddy Nick's gotten really into it. The guy who streamed uh, Apex and Extra Life for this last time, mm. he he's yeah. loving it because he loves Hearthstone, and so he got he discovered it through those devs he follows. Yeah, but it's funny you mentioned this as your way to get into card games because like the only reason I ever played like a fighting game as a kid was because there was the Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, arcade cabinet at the cineplex on woodlawn and i would just go in and just look at all like i didn't know any of the street fighter characters like this all sucks stupid japanese anime shit but i want hulk spider-man and wolverine on a team and i want to beat the shit out of weebs with it and so that's why i played fighting games at the at that arcade is because of marvel and i was like i recognize this this is my in and then i wouldn't really get into fighting games like that again till smash much later in really figure out what fighting games actually mean. But it's funny that Marvel is both of our ins to a genre that we wouldn't otherwise get into.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Man. it's uh it's pretty cool. I like it. Free to play,
0: how do they make their money? Is it that extra tier of cards you gotta start buying or
1: No, they it's a season pass which um so each card has like uh like I don't know what they call it, like gems basically to level up the card. So like they you need two things to level up a card. You need credits, which is just an overall thing. Mm-hmm. And then you need like the XP for each card. So like a Thanos card will have like its own XP that you get. And at the end of each match you get like a random amount of XP for a random card. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe the amount's actually not random. I don't really pay attention. And so you can buy credits and stuff to level up the cards, but like level up the cards doesn't do anything other than change the look of it. There's mm-hmm. like variants too. There's a couple cool ones where it's like 8-bit. So it's like Spider-Man, but like an 8-bit version of the card. And the card is mm-hmm. the exact same as like the normal Spider-Man card, but it's... But it's 8-bit. The, but the design is different. Yeah, like I have two different kinds of, of uh, abomination and but it's like they're the same card basically. I don't know if so I can so they monetize
0: the cosmetic element. And I assume like every time your opponent uses a card, like
1: you see it full screen on your side and it looks exactly. Cool. Yeah, like I see, yeah, exactly. Mm, um, okay, I see the cards and stuff like that. And then they, what's the is that it? Yeah, it's just like a season pass and you can buy gold and stuff, but it's just like cosmetics. Okay, and stuff. Um, you can't like buy the level up stuff and you can't buy collection track stuff. I guess you can because you can buy credits but you still need to get the XP for each of the cards to like level up and level up collections so um,
0: yeah tentative thumbs up on the monetization
1: yeah actually no yeah it's not like it's not intrusive at all and I again it's like I don't really know what Hearthstone does for monetization Mm. so I don't and I don't even know if it's I don't even know if it's oh you can buy the cards I'm pretty sure you buy the packs yeah yeah so you can't Like you can, I guess you can technically buy the card. You can't buy the cards directly. You have to buy the credits, but you would still need to play to unlock the like XP to level up the cards. But that's just playing like the credits is what's rare. Like it's harder to get the credits and stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Yeah. So it's not like intrusive or anything at all. Pretty dope. in fact, even like they announced they made like $2 million um, the first like week or something like that. And, all these, you know, all these like professional accountants on Reddit was just like, oh, that's not a lot. Blah, 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 blah.
0: So,
1: <laughs> we'll see. Man.
0: All right. Marvel Snap, not a Canadian team, interesting project. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also been playing Tales of Arise? Do you want to talk about that a bit?
1: Uh, yeah, the Tales of series, there's like Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Hearts R, all these games. All these like they're like action JRPGs before mm. kind of an action RPG was like Dark Souls, it was more like these, you you would still hit random battles in battle. Um, this is they used to like pump those games out like really quickly, and this one was like delayed for like four or five years. And hmm. um, it's just it looks really nice. I think they use Unreal Engine. And I think the other ones were on something else. And the story the stories of these tale games are always like there's two worlds that are kind of joined, um, and they conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't know about the other worlds and stuff like that and um, that's what Symphonia is. It's, like, literally a second planet that no one knows about, and, like, one planet's always shitty, and the other planet's always, like, awesome because they just feed off each other. Hmm. So this one is similar. Like, there's two worlds and stuff, uh, and there's, like, you're... It's actually kind of a... It's a little bit of a Stephen game because you're basically... Right now, the the goal for us is to be killing, like, the lords of each land because they're Excellent. just... They're just, like, destroying the lands and imprisoning and slavering and stuff... Enslaving, like, people and stuff. So you're just, like... They're literally just like we're killing all the lords. Dude, right yeah. Now.
0: the the most the, the thing I love about JRPGs, and I rarely dabble with them, like Persona Five is the only one I really mess with. And I guess I beat Persona Four, but pretty much the plot of every JRPG is like do terrorism to the ruling class, like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. kill the people in charge to the point that life gets better. And I will always respect that.
1: Yeah, it is. It is like that. And you're basically nice. like using magic to do it. And um, the one thing. Is the, the bosses are really hard and you don't get a lot of like gold and stuff. And I remember when this game first came out, because you can buy gold with like real money. Mm. I remember people chirping the game, speaking of monetization and stuff, people chirping the game, like they sort of altered the natural progression of leveling up and and um gold and stuff, like how you would play to encourage people to buy that shit, which I'm not gonna do. Um, but it is kind of like shitty, like Assassin's Creed did that too. Ubisoft did that specifically. But I never felt, I never really even felt the need to ever need to do that just the way I naturally played the game. Mm -hmm. But for Tails, I'm like, oh man, I could use so much more shit than what their game is giving me. And and I grind and I do all the side quests and stuff like that. And I still like am struggling. So that's kind of like shitty. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, you know, whatever. Like hopefully no one bought that shit so they don't do it for the next game. I don't know, but... Mm -hmm um and and I, I don't mind that i don't mind that being in the game if it meant that like just playing the game naturally you went like you don't feel the need to do it like how i felt with assassin's creed whereas mm-hmm. but with tales of arise i'm like no this is like they definitely scaled back some of the xp and the gold that you get 100 there's like it's it's definitely not bounced in, in favor of, Boo. The, of who like made it. Square Namco uh, Namco Nam, Nam, Bandai,
0: Bandai, Bandai Namco whatever there go back to yeah. Elden ring <laughs>
1: like oh man now that I'm actually looking at the prices they definitely have because a hundred thousand gold is only three dollars and a hundred thousand gold that's basically like all the gold I would need for the first like 20 30 hours so it's really so they just, just like just like want more. you to spend more yeah, it's literally at a price where it's like, well, fuck, whatever, three gold, three dollars, and blah blah blah. Like that's Boo. definitely. There's a lot on here too: relief support pack, premium travel pack. Yeah, there's, it's quite a bit. Well, it's in the my, travel pack. My strongly worded see.
0: letter is en route to Bananamco. Uh, oh, I'm demanding. sure they'll.
1: I'm sure they'll take down the, <laughs> the
0: shop right away. Demanding that they amend this gross monetization. Speaking of gross monetization, Overwatch 1.2. Yeah, so this game's busted, Steve. Like, it's straight donked out of the gate. Like, they've... Since I started... Have done something I haven't seen in any other game and didn't see in Overwatch 1 at launch, which is just take heroes out of the game. So just today, as I'm recording, yeah. November 1st, they took May out of the game. Like, And I booted it up and I was like, what? She's just gone. Bastion was out of the game for two weeks, my sweet, beautiful baby boy and his little bird. Uh, just gone. Uh, Torbjorn, you couldn't play in competitive, but you could. So he had like a lock on his picture.
1: Uh, And then Kiriko is also locked for a bit. So like I didn't realize they did so many characters because Multiverses just did that with LeBron, and that was the first time they did it. But I think like the thing is, you can in Multiverses. There's still like a um, like you can still play the game like uh, local or whatever, Hmm. and all the characters are locked. Right, you have to play or either buy them in Multiverses. Mm -hmm. Um, But in but with local play, they're all unlocked or whatever. So it's kind of a way to, like, test some of the characters.
0: And know. here's the thing, Steve. She's just gone. Like, I can't even go in and look at the skins I own for her. I can't go into the practice range and, like, pull her up. Like, she is removed from the game That's so holy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, this is just one of, like oodles of bugs like every time like every other time I go back to the menu now like the menu like uh, because they're in the Halloween event right now I think is the reason it's bugged but like I'm just looking at the skybox like it's the UI of the menu and then the skybox and then sometimes I go back to the menu and there's no UI like there's no buttons I have to like quit the game and restart it there's T-posing characters everywhere there's a T-posing soldier on the menu as part of the new Halloween thing a bunch of the loading screens had T-posing characters which I shared to Reddit on your recommendation and someone pointed out like those are all the spawn points for like the arcade modes on that map is each one of those mm-hmm. I'm like that's so like this game is so noticeably amateur a- and that's what really is because it's blizzard right like blizzard has tough launches everyone remembers Diablo 3 every warcraft expansion has a debacle launch like blizzard just can't functionally launch games but there's a certain like prestige tied to the blizzard logo that you're like okay the team that worked on this knows how to fucking design games and while it might take another eight to 16 months after they took my money for it to get to where they want it it'll get there like overwatch 2 is just noticeably wobbly and bad from the go
1: what's weird about it is like the like they had this game already like, yes, I played
0: six years of it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. like like the thing with Diablo and all these other ones, like maybe they would have seen a spike in players, I'm sure they did because mm. it would free to play or whatever. and and you know, the launch of it. But like, how do you like? How long's the game been out? Like four, October fourth, three weeks or so, a month, a month how, exactly. How do you have, this week, how do you take down all these characters that were in the previous game? And like that never happened in Overwatch one. That
0: never happened. And I guess like so from a design perspective, like because the reason they're taking these characters out is there's like bugs and exploits where you can like cheese something and just kill everyone, and it feels bad. So I guess like that never happened to me in Overwatch one. So maybe if it did a bunch, it'd be like good. I'm glad they're taking them out now. But I would prefer to just, like, oh, leave it in. I won't play comp. If it happens, oh, whatever. But I just want to keep playing the game I bought with all the characters in it. You know what I mean? Which I guess everyone playing it now didn't
1: buy it, but... It doesn't set a pre- a good precedent of, like, the future of the game. Because no. it's, like, a month later, a month in, and you've already, like, you know, blocked off four characters. Like, what is that? So... Bastion and everyone's
0: back now except May. But, like, it's been a month of, like, this character's gone for two weeks. Now they're back. Yeah, but May was
1: in the last game. Like, what did they do?
0: (laughs) They break it, Steve. They're just breaking it. and, And, yeah, they're... It's not, you know, the Japanese uh, uh, bowls they break and then refix with gold glue, so you remember what happened and, and don't make that mistake again. No, they're mm. they're whipping bowls against the wall and just scraping them up and then just pressing the crumbs into another bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. they're not, they're they're. It's the GIF of Gromit building the train he's on in front of him. You <laughs> know, <laughs> like that's the development of Overwatch too. One point two. Sorry,
1: I like I didn't play like I. I tried playing it like three days in a row and couldn't, and then I think I played, like, the Friday was the first day, and I played, and I was just like, ah, oh, this is, I
0: don't Dude, I can list lot. so many bugs, and maybe it's just because I've been QA testing games for two years now, my brain's broken, but, like, I can tell you so like, a bunch, if you load into an arcade match with, like, 10 seconds left, you just fall through the map, and you just look up and see the skybox. If, uh, if sometimes I'll just boot the game, go to invite someone, and my friends list is empty, and it's like, you should try adding a friend, so I have to quit the game, restart,
1: and then all my friends... Oh, are yeah, I, and wasn't there a bug that all the friends list got emptied like in yeah general?
0: Like, yeah yeah that happened it, it's still happening like every other time i boot <laughs> overwatch like my friends list is empty i'm like oh i'll quit and restart the, the ui keeps disappearing like one time in the middle of a match all my ui disappeared i had to like use an ability and it all popped back in like it's just amateur anyway sweet great
1: yeah. company out there
0: play date has arrived it's good i like it I like how they're doing... The, it's They're doing seasons of games. Have we talked about this, Steve? You get two when you boot it up, and then every week after, it'll add two more until you have 24.
1: So does it remove the other games? No. Like, it just okay, scrolls so, like a Netflix catalog almost. Right. So it's not like... Um, the games aren't... Like, the games will always be there. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: That's good. That's cool. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of Canadian games on there I haven't got to yet. I only have... Uh, the four I have aren't Canadian, but... We also got Rikashi's Fairway, Faraway, huh? Like, does
1: everyone have the same list of games? It's depending on when you
0: turned it on. So, yeah, everyone has the same two when you turn it on, and the unlock is the same, but um, it's staggered from when you turned it on. So. But I'll get oh, the okay. same games the same week after as everyone else who turned it on right okay yeah i got you and it's good the crank feels good that was the one thing i was like i gotta feel the crank the crank feels good for those who don't know Playdate is a little bespoke handheld console not backlit i can only play this game between 12 that's and so, 6 that's... when i position my couch so that the direct beam of sun hits the play date but that's
1: it, so crazy there's something about
0: I... that that's just also nice like i don't know like like reading by candlelight you know it's like oh this is how they used to do it huh this is interesting
1: Man, you don't even know, like, back in the day when you would, when we would be in the car mm. playing your Game Boy, you could only really play as you crossed all these, like, light posts and stuff like that mm. for, like, half a second. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I did that enough driving back and forth from Toronto because we would always go there because we had family and stuff that I don't mm-hmm. really... I don't need to. When you told me that, I was just like, okay. I'm glad I didn't (laughs) call that because I don't really need to relive that experience. Where
0: where you where you didn't have that and where you did have that and I didn't. I'm I'm enjoying the like ooh like like uh look at this you know old antique way of presenting an electronic this is this is interesting cool like like when everyone started getting into vinyl i remember talking to some elderly people in my life and they're like vinyl is back i'm like yeah people love it now and they're like oh i guess and there is like some audio quality differences but not enough to justify a huge vinyl collection and buying a record player but yeah it's something gonna be like if you didn't have if that wasn't the tech you grew up with it's gonna look cool to someone 20 years younger than you
1: and they're gonna buy it yeah that's fair uh we should wrap up
0: all right, that's it for episode two hundred and twenty two of the Canadian game devs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com slash Canadian game devs to help us do what we do. More game dev interviews like our interviews this past month. We have a couple big ones Symbiosis Games, trying to recapture the beauty of chaos theory, uh, Baddies Umbrella, solo developer Kyle Sharp. Steve, he did everything but the poster, he did music, programming, art. I'm blown away by his abilities. Uh, and the game's also really good. It's $6.66 in H.E.O. Check out those interviews and help us make more. If you back us at the $5 tier or higher, we would like to personally thank you at the end of every episode. That's $5 American. Uh, personally thank you at the end of every episode. So thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, David Nagy, Doug Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Gene Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meowth Leon, and Nicholas A. Zorko. Please drop us a review if you can on whatever you're listening to. And tune in this Saturday. Steve and I mostly me, but Steve as much as he can around other adulting responsibilities, will be streaming games, twitch.tv, slash Canadian Game Devs, 10 a.m. Eastern, Saturday, November 5th to oh, 10 a.m. you're starting Eastern. at
1: 9? You're going to start at 9? Yeah. Or 10? Okay, interesting. Yeah. No, it'll be 11 for me, 10 for you guys. Oh, hmm, I might go earlier. I might start at like 8 or something. You might start earlier? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I was just I going want, like I, I just went to till the 10 a.m. Oh man! <laughs> I just was just think. going
0: by the Extra Life website, and they do 10 to 10 mountain or 8 to 8 mountain. So I was
1: like, I'll just follow that. But if you need to, uh, I might I might start a little bit earlier. but That's fine though, because then we can cover. Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to start okay. when I start. I just okay. don't, I just know I'm not going to last till 10 a.m. because that's yeah. like prime. Sophia is going to be up and wanting to play with me, and right, no, she doesn't have a chance in hell for me to <laughs> be a good dad on Sunday. <laughs>
0: No, no, we will all both be tired messes. But you can come watch us be tired messes. Twitch.tv slash King Knows. Raising money for charity. Yeah. Uh, Steve, we settled the Gotham Knights bet. Neither of us won, and neither did Gotham Knights. Uh, that Metacritic was well below under both of our <laughs> guesses. Um, and I have a demo installed now for two falls. So I'm going to check that demo this week and let you know next weekend if it's third or first person.
1: Because we, we didn't make that bet either. Is that on the indie thingy? Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was I one of the doubt. nominees. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, seeing of,
0: it. of course, you, you know, you because you played all the demos for all ninety six <laughs> games that were uh, listed as as nominees. Thank you for no. listening, everyone.
1: <laughs> Definitely
0: <laughs> join yeah. our Discord to to hang out with us. Love to have you. And until next weekend, have fun. Bye. Oh, no, no, we we should do time. We've been recording this whole time.
1: Yeah, and we got to do time. We should give this as a bonus. uh, I'll just slap it at the end.
0: Our our 20 minutes on the various communist revolutions. No, because I feel
1: like I made some inappropriate jokes.
0: Uh, Probably. Oh, it's World Vegan Day. Would you like to make some more? (laughs) Don't fucking
1: (laughs) gold mine. Speaking of gold.